1: Back here on your Tuesday morning, a very busy Sid and Friends in the Morning Show today. Bo Deedle. he'll be here at 740, like he is every Tuesday morning. We'll talk to big-time attorney Arthur Idala in the 8 o'clock hour. Also, John Stossel, he wrote a great piece about President Trump. He hates Trump, but he said, you know what? This country would be much better off if Trump was president instead of Biden. We'll talk to John Stossel. And also stopping by today, the voice of the New York Knicks and the NBA, Mike Breen, as the get set to start their playoffs Saturday in Cleveland against the Cavaliers. By the way, the voice of the Nets, they're also in the playoffs. They'll take on the Philadelphia 76ers. My dear friend, Ian Eagle, he'll join me on Friday. So a very, very busy week. Eric Trump coming up tomorrow at 840. But right now, we put this time aside for the man that follows me every morning here on WABC. Does an amazing job at 10 o'clock. Also, part of two big-time shows on Fox News. Fox and Friends every morning at his own show, which is great, One Nation Eight. P.M. on Saturday nights. It's my dear buddy Brian Kilmeade. Happy Tuesday
0: morning, Brian. Hey, uh, Sid, great great lineup, man. Uh, That's fantastic. I love all those guys. And I'll tell you, if you don't mind, I'm pumped up for the NBA. Uh, Not only, you know, the Knicks didn't go out and buy their team. Obviously, the Nets tore down their team. And they both play extremely hard. You got a chance to watch them grow and get better. A lot of these guys, from Barrett to Randall, right before your eyes, great pickup. And then. Brooklyn, they tear their t- team down, and they still make the playoffs, and they play like Warriors over in Brooklyn, and they're getting 17,000, 18,000. So I love that this playoff basketball back in New York, but legitimate basketball.
1: No, I agree, and I had uh, gone sour for many years on the NBA. Guys like LeBron yeah. James, woke LeBron James, but like you, I love this Nick team, and and Brini, of course, is one of the greatest of all time, right there with Marv Albert. And the Nets, Mikael Bridges, quite a player. Like you said, no more Kevin Durant, no more Kyrie Irving. All these superstars gone, and they're a pretty good story. So, look, it's an exciting league right now, too. you got some really good teams, teams like Milwaukee and Boston and Denver. But the Knickerbockers, they're not ready to win a championship yet. They may get by Cleveland, maybe, beating Milwaukee in the second round, almost an impossibility. But they are built, Brian Kilmeade, to be a good team for many, many years.
0: Yes. If Randall's ankle uh, gets better and he can actually run, they definitely need him. But, you know, those ankles just linger. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. He could probably add a free agent now. I think the whole Oakley situation that kept all big free agents out of there, by the way, Dolan treated Oakley was just horrendous. I think a lot of agents said, listen, they don't respect their players. I'm not going to go, even though it's the Garden. And I think we're beginning to get over that a little bit. We'll, we'll see. Plus, I think the Nets about what, five number one picks? for everything they gave up. So, and they got a great coach. So I, I just, I love a team that's built. I don't like a team that's bought. Even if they win, I, I just feels feel so much, so much yeah. like being a mercenary. <laughs> you know, you're right. That's why
1: the Yankees bought all those players in the Joe Torre era, but we always talked about the core four, right? It was always uh, Derek Jeter, Bernie Williams, Mariano Rivera, Andy Pettit, all those guys, because they were the homegrown talent, and people tend to love those guys more, I agree. So, uh, yesterday I spoke to Michael Goodwin, who's great on your show, too, by the way, of the New York Post. And I just spent five days last week traveling from Cardiff in Wales, where my daughter Ava goes to college, to London on Friday and Saturday. We had a great trip with my daughter. She's in Spain, by the way, this morning. But I I, I said to Michael, I go, listen. As soon as I get back to New York, I come to the crashing realization that excuses don't work anymore. Here's London. It's a huge city. I stayed in the theater district, Brian, much like New York City. Had Lion King, Mamma Mia, and Tina playing on the same block. Had all kinds of people from Germany, from Italy, from Brooklyn walking the streets. Guess what I didn't see? Homeless people, feces in the streets. I saw none of that. It's pristine. It's beautiful. I took the subway. They call it the tube, the underground. You can eat off the floor. There is no excuse, no reason for the mayor here, Eric Adams, the governor, Kathy Hochul. I'm sick of hearing it. There's no reason why London can
0: be that beautiful and New York is still a mess. It really pissed me off. It does, and you know London is sucking wind now economically. So you can't say, "Well, look at all the money they have." No, they divorced themselves from the EU. A lot of the banking moved out, Uh, and that, that 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 country's in a malaise right now. And still, they know what to do. You know they they know how to clean up after themselves. They know what the problem is, and it's mental health and it's drugs here, and it's coming. A lot of it, the drugs coming from Mexico, uh, the the foundation of which or the foundational principles come from China, uh, and right now the whole world is on fire. And New York, this is what I, I did this uh, today. It's a story in the New York Post. $353 per household. We're getting 32000 here illegally. $1.4 billion spent since July on illegal immigrants. I mean, think about what we could do with that money to clean up our streets or get these people the help they need. I mean, this is unbelievable, and it's not just New York. I it will, The worst is San Francisco. No, the worst is Los Angeles, and then San Francisco, then comes New York.
1: Yeah, it really is a uh, sad story, and you're right, that is the order LA-1, San Francisco-2, New York-3, and the immigrants, of course, are killing us, but when, when I go to Eric Adams, the mayor, and I say, listen, you can yell and scream all you want at Ron DeSantis, and Abbott in Texas, and even, uh, you know, Biden, of course, blames Donald Trump for everything. The truth is, is that the guy that he wants to be, calls himself the biden of brooklyn joe biden he's the guy behind all of this so this is a democrat policy that continues to destroy this nation and that's why you can indict donald trump a hundred times he'll be back in new york uh i believe tomorrow night another meeting with letitia james coming up doesn't matter you can indict this man a hundred times folks want america the way it used to be not the way it is right now and donald trump is the guy to deliver that message brian
0: well, um, I thought it was really good news, uh, and I'm happy for him, is that uh, they evidently they had a meeting with Melania over the weekend, and she said, I just want to meet with you. And this is the report, and she said, uh, he said, listen, I really need you, and she is all in. She's going to be by his side. And the one deal they had a few months ago, he said, listen, I need you to be around Barron more, and he did. And she's, and you know, this is embarrassing for her. All this stuff going on with Stormy Daniels and you know, this woman accusing Karen him of uh, rape too. that's yeah. coming up in a few weeks, Karen, right? Right. So everyone's like, "Oh, where's Melania? Where do you think she is? I mean, what do you think she wants to do? She's not an idiot. She's pit, she's ticked off. So now she's like, i 'I'm all in.' So you know, she that really helps. I mean, people underestimate that relationship. So so Donald Trump just a, my whole thing with him is he consolidated his base. Well, see if he expanded and went over independence. His policies work. We don't have a president right now. If you saw Biden with Al Roker yesterday, he could not say two words. He ate every sentence and he does not talk to the press. He does not talk to the president of China. He doesn't talk to Vladimir Putin. He didn't pick up the phone and and blister Macron for saying I'm going to stay impartial when it comes to Taiwan and China and I'll be interested in possibly getting off the dollar as my currency. You should get Macron on the phone before he leaves to uh, uh, Beijing and say, "Are you crazy, Mr. tailored suits? Are you nuts?" So uh, instead, they get nothing except for they're a good ally. So and now we have the leak of the Pentagon, the, all these private communiques that are giving out our intimate secrets, how we spy on other countries, what we say. It, we don't even know where the leak is from. And our president's going to Ireland. Fantastic. You know what he's going to be? You know what he's like without jet lag. Can you imagine how how incomprehensible he's going to be over there? And why is he going to Ireland? It's the only country that we don't have to deal with.
1: No, that's true. There were no issues last I checked, thank God, with Cork or Shannon or Dublin. But he's on his way there, of course, um, historic day yesterday, dating back 30 years ago. Bill Clinton, Peter King, they could tell you all about it. But he has uh, doesn't need to go there right now. There's, there's enough going on in this country uh, and, of course, around the world that Joe Biden should pay attention to. Yet, 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 uh, there is still a healthy amount, a healthy amount of Americans that hate Donald Trump so much. And if you hate Donald Trump, odds are, odds are, you're going to hate Ron DeSantis too. Because they are very similar despite Donald Trump's attacks on Ron. They hate these guys so much that they'll still vote for Joe Biden. Right now, as far as I know, in fact, outside of RFK Jr., there is nobody that's going to even try to run against Joe Biden. How could that possibly be?
0: Well, did you see the interview that uh, Gavin Newsom gave? I've never seen anything like it. I mean, he is sitting there saying, I'm in Florida because I want to give these people a sense of freedom and independence that they're not. They're banning books in Florida and these people can't be free. Librarians are under arrest. Are you crazy? It's like the Pittsburgh Pirates coming to New York to lecture the Yankees on a winning legacy. Are you crazy? Just because he's a good looking guy, he is the worst governor of the country. There's no, you think people leave in New York? The number one place. Well, oh, let me leave, stop you right there. The, the most,
1: worst, wait, the worst California. governor, the worst governor in the country. You better hope that Janice Dean doesn't hear this. <laughs> Oh, well, like you mean for there's a former governor oh, okay, that yeah. is worse. <laughs> that is true. By the way, even the current governor, Kathy Hochul, may be every bit as bad. But you're right. Gavin Newsom out in Los Angeles. Yes, he was married at one point to Kimberly Gilpoyle. That's a notch in his belt. But otherwise, uh, can't argue. He probably is the worst governor in the country.
0: That's very interesting how you characterize a former relationship as notch in belt. What a charming thing to say! Hey, uh, you guys no longer together. Okay, so he's a, you're a notch
1: in his belt. That's interesting. You know, it's funny. That's when I got to know Kimberly. She was um, she was doing a midday show with a guy named Vinny Palaton, and it was on Court TV. It was the early 2000s, and I was becoming uh, you know, an, a, a rising star here in New York at WFAN. And every time an athlete got into trouble, back then, guys like Jason Williams, he shot the limo driver, or Allen Iverson, Catherine Cryer would bring on FAN people, specifically me, to talk about these cases, and when she didn't have room for me, they would put me on with Vinnie and Kimberly. And at the time, on that court TV show, her name was Kimberly Newsom. She was married to Gavin, and now, of course, she's with uh, Donald Trump Jr. But uh, yes, I, um, I often do do that, which is very sophomoric, very Brooklyn, and quite frankly, insulting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> put it this way. Uh, uh, all I can tell you is there's nothing real about him. So there's an authentic—I'll give you an example. It's not a matter of party. You look at Governor Beshear in Kentucky— that guy, I've seen him in two or three catastrophes. He speaks from the heart. He just puts on a windbreaker and goes out there and goes, let's clean this thing up. Yesterday after the horrific shooting, he lost two friends, personal friends. And he sit there when, when people start talking to him about guns. He goes, now's not the time. He's now's not the time. That's leadership. I don't care what party you are, but that's real. I would know if I want to vote for him or her because they're real. There's nothing real about Gavin Newsom. You don't like to say it. You love to say it. There's real. Trump is real. Right, Biden is is shot, but there's, there's nothing real about Gavin Newsom, which is crazy. So if in in October, Joe Biden says I'm not running again, Gavin Newsom becomes a front runner. Yes. And he does look the park and deliver a yep. speech can yep. put his teeth in and look like a Barbie doll or the Ken doll, and I feel as though people will be duped and that worries me because he can't do the job. No, we
1: certainly can't. Uh, They had a one-two punch of Eric Garcetti. Uh, He was uh, the mayor, of course, in Los Angeles when Newsom was the governor of the state. And people, of course, remember Gil Garcetti, Eric's father, during the O.J. Simpson trial. And those two guys were every bit as bad as de Blasio and Cuomo. Or if you want to go with de Blasio Hochul or Adams Hochul, every bit as bad, if not worse, uh, worse than Schwarzenegger, if even that's possible. So you make a, a great point. Listen, I love you. Whether it's a uh, Fox and Friends, I love One Nation here with me or after me, ten o'clock every morning, Brian. You are about the most versatile, and uh, you're you're a five-tool player, bro. I love you. Thank you so much.
0: Well, wow, thank you very much, Sid. Now, did you write that down ahead of time, like I got to come out with a positive close for Brian, uh, or did you that come from the heart?
1: To be honest, Justin Ellick wrote it for me about twenty minutes right. ago. <laughs> I thought so. And, and listen, thanks you for your honesty. That's why I would vote for you, Sid. Because you are honest. No, come on. Uh, I wrote it and I meant it. I sincerely mean it. I love you. Thank you for a great job today. We'll do it again next week, buddy. Be well. All right. Stay within yourself. (laughs) You (laughs) You know, I love that. There he is, everybody. Does a great job after me, 10 o'clock every morning on this station. And, of course, Fox and Friends and One Nation, Saturday nights on Fox News. My man, Brian Kilmeade. A huge guest list the rest of the week, really, right here on Sitting Friends in the Morning. And we'll be right back.